Department of the Dead contains graphic and explicit content that may not be appropriate for some listeners. Opinions and views do not reflect that of the Department of Defense. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Department of the Dead. My name is Amanda. And it's the Thotimus Prime, Stir. <laughs> I love that you have led with that. I mean, I mean, it sounds good. It has a good ring to it, right? I, maybe it's just me anxious to put shit on shirts, but I really just want to put, you know, Thotimus Prime on the shirt. I'm trying to be like your marketing person here. <laughs> if you want to work for Department of the Dead, you won't get paid, but... <laughs> Does anyone want to be a manager? Well, appreciate it. You get paid in appreciation. In love. Oh, what what is like the annoying thing that like influencers do? They're just like, I can pay you an exposure. Yeah, which is like just tagging a tag on Instagram. It's like, okay, cool, thank you, <laughs> thanks, Brittany from Instagram handle Surfer Girl something something. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Oof. You know, when we were in Hawaii, I I know I posted a photo of it, but like the names are changing on the, you know, like magnets and keychains and stickers that have like your name on them. Yeah. They're growing. They're adapting. You know, those bad baby names that we talked about? They're making it onto these little surfboards that are on sale in little tourist shops in Hawaii. <laughs> Fucking Braxton. Now has his own pencil pouch, and I'm pissed about it. Like when you go to the gas station, there's like the the lanyards with all the names on it. Yeah, Braxton, Brittany, Lee, like Brittany, Brittany, Rifle in, but spelled like R E I H F L. I don't know how to spell. I was really bad at spelling these. That's probably close to it. I love like the Ashley. A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. I don't know. It's it's a whole thing. Um, so are you drinking anything special tonight? Uh yeah, it started off with whiskey and coke. No, wait, whiskey ginger ale, then it ran out of ginger ale. Now it's Dr. Pepper. But now it's water. I started drinking at like ten thirty this morning. <laughs> Oof. Oh yeah, the Eagles played. Uh let's not talk about that. Sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. But now we're on water. Nice. Everything's okay. What do you got there? It's called hop water. It's a CBD water, uh, sparkling hop water with, I cannot pronounce this, adaptogens and nootropics, which is supposed to like kind of make you feel just more relaxed. You can kind of feel it a little bit. It's not like anything strong or anything like that. It's actual CBD? Yeah, it's it's just CBD. So thank goodness I'm out of the military, so I don't have to worry about this shit. But honestly, like CBD only products, it, it blows my mind that like you can't even use skincare products in the military because there's that zero CBD policy. It's so stupid. And I'm just like, read a book. When we're both out of the military, we should just have a CBD, whole, uh, a whole CBD episode. A whole CBD episode. Yes, I would gladly do that. Which is, okay, so this was weird. And I wrote this in my little like notepad thingy. So before we start the episode, I guess like we're just gonna get caught up on life. But it was really weird. I made this observation the other day where, okay, so in like Texas and more, you know, more like the Southern states, right? Like the more the quote unquote red states. In those states, Delta 8 is legal. 
which is, as we know, it's like, it's technically a hemp product, but when it like, breaks down in your body, it breaks down, it's identical chemically to wheat. So that's why you would pop hot on a drug test if you took Delta 8. Yeah. So it's really weird, like here in Washington, where, you know, recreational weed is legal. It, it's just really weird that, you know, Delta 8 is not legal here. And apparently it's because like they can't regulate it, which is just, it's bizarre. You know, every state, it seems that has recreational weed, Delta 8 is illegal. Whereas like where recreational weed is illegal, Delta 8 is legal and holy shit the quantities in texas are insane like i looked up the cbd store that my mom always goes to to get her delta eight and i'm looking at these gummies and i'm just like holy fuck no wonder my mom's high all the time everything makes sense like in a single gummy is like 25 milligrams of delta eight i'm like are you serious yeah, when I was there living in Texas for almost six years, like all the farmer markets, especially down in Austin, would have like they would sell like the CBD Delta Eight uh, drops or gummies, and they were strong as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like one drop of that, and like you're laid on your ass, which might be a good thing. I don't like it's not necessarily that it'll Delta Eight and CBD, but it helps like manage the symptoms. Same with epilepsy when you have, and thank God, a lot of the parents that have children with epilepsy were really pushing for this but you know with with all this stuff it it won't treat it per se but it helps manage the symptoms and alleviate the symptoms of you know anxiety ptsd panic attacks epilepsy episodes etc 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 but i don't know it's infuriating that they we have the science to back it up and it's shown that it can help with these things but it's just like Oops, sorry. It's still Schedule 1. Or didn't it change from Schedule 1 to whatever, like, recently? Yeah, but it's still not, I guess, considered, like, friendly-centric. Yeah, and that's just, there's a whole, like, history that we could go down a whole fucking rabbit hole about weed in another episode if we really wanted to and how corrupt that fucking is. But, like I said, it won't treat the illness itself, but it does help manage the symptoms. And for people who have, like, anxiety where, like, your heart starts racing and your mind's racing and, like, it just doesn't shut off. One of my friends recently, when she met with her therapist was like this is what happens to me when like before big things and her doctor prescribed her beta blockers which those help lower your heart rate manage those panic attacks better so that could be something you could look into beta blockers blockers. my like panic attacks mainly stem from sitting still Mm -hmm. that's why the amount of times i get my hair cut are so limited Mm -hmm. It's because when I sit down, especially like in a barber chair, I get very anxious. But it doesn't help because like they put that thing around your neck too. Like the thing to like. It's just too tight. I'm like, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> it absolutely is. Walk out covered in hair. Just like leave the cape. Yeah, like... No capes. <laughs> just Edna mode. No capes. <laughs> no cape. No like choker. Like no choker paper necklace. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a. How do, I, how do I put this? Um, There might be like, sen- like, this is not like politically correct at all. And I need to make time with this. But there likely are like the, what do you call them? Like, you know, like the haircut shops for like the, the folks with like sensory needs, like, uh, like autistic, but also could potentially have like PTSD folks and like people who can't be like, who have like anxiety, like really, really bad anxiety and stuff like that. Is there a name? I can't, I feel like they have, oh my God, I have to find it because I've seen like these TikToks of like the, the sensory friendly establishment. I think one of them was it was either a nail salon or a ha- or a hair salon, but like one of the sisters had like Down syndrome or something, but like I think the other one like had autism, but they both ran this place and it was just this super friendly spot for parents to like bring their kids who have autism and who have like you know they need to wear their headphones. It's like these people like know how to do all that. Yeah, super friendly places, and I could only imagine like a place like Colorado would have something like that. 
I could see veterans going in there who, you know, they don't want to be like back to the door in a vulnerable spot. It's just like, I have PTSD. Can I get a haircut here where I feel kind of safe where I know it's going to be safe? I'll Google it. I'd love that. That is a fucking Invention. business idea. Yeah. Holy shit. A veteran, like, a, you know, a veteran friendly. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, parents in the military, I've noticed this. And I think there was a study that came out. A lot of, like, the children of military folks, like, they end up having, like, you know, somewhere on the the spectrum of some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's on the right. I think it has something to do with, like, medications that, like, women were taking while they were pregnant. I, I don't know. It's this whole thing. But you've met I think once. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a behavioral analyst, and a lot of her clients are military children. The big thing is, is why like so many of them are like military children. They'll have the child before the military. They can't afford the bills, so they'll join the military for Tricare. Tricare will pay them for that behavioral analyst behavioral health for them to help their child that's on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. In terms of getting a haircut, like I'm all about it. I thought, like I, yeah, I hate getting a haircut. It's not relaxing for me. It's a whole thing. Like I get sweaty. I have to stand up and like drink water. It's mm-hmm. very. It's like a, I hate it. I got one yesterday, and unfortunately, it's terrible. But you know, the little tiny. <laughs> I love that the tiny hands made the parents. No, but like seriously, like think about it. Like if you had an establishment like that, that's you know veteran friendly, PTSD friendly, autism friendly, a place like that, like hell yeah, put that around a military post are you kidding me one at every base yeah business would be booming but i'm that aside i mean like fuck as long as everything was like followed up to code that'd be amazing for the families what would you call it i don't know i feel like it'd be kind of like you know just the irony of the old crusty like, 70s veterans you know that where they like call the millennials and below like snowflakes just call it snowflakes and they have like frosted tips as a joke I'm trying to think of something it'd be like really rude to call it snowflakes <laughs> It's like the twisted irony of it. That's so fucked up. You have to have kind of a dark sense of humor for this. Well, I mean, if it's at military base, that's like the the demographic is for military service members and their children. And if you're in the military and you're bringing your child there, you should at least have that that sense of humor, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a little crude. It's like kind of like it's highbrow humor. I will say that. High or lowbrow? I don't know. Medium brow? (laughs) What brow like are we at here? But they give the best haircuts. Yeah, medium brow. But anyway, so we didn't really have like a total, total topic for this episode, but we did have somebody write in and it was a pretty detailed story. So I was like, hey, Thotimus Prime, what do you think if we popcorn read this together? And Thought said. (laughs) What I said. (laughs) Thought said, yes, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. I said, yes. (laughs) All about it. I thought I don't know. It's not it's not your fault. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll be popcorn rating that. But before we do that, before we get any further, I wanted to kind of announce something on here just because I got like super, super nervous about like even thinking about posting it on Instagram just because of like I don't know. I mean, you know how people are on IG and you know, I I always like I unless it's on my like my close friend's story, I'll cover it like my boyfriend's face, just you know, respect for him. He doesn't doesn't want to be on the internet. Just kind of like having a little bit of like a separation from myself and I don't know it's kind of like it's weird logic I don't even understand it but so I figured I was gonna announce on here on the podcast and on Facebook because old people what is it spit it out I'm engaged (laughs) Ah! Ah! 
It's so pretty. It's so shiny. It's so shiny. It's so shiny. He did really, really good. Uh, so when he popped the question, we went to go look at the Milky Way up at this like lookout place. And I mean, you can still go up there at night. Like it's not like you can't. I mean, it was pitch black, but it was so cool because as your eyes are adjusting, like you're seeing more and more stars and it's unbelievable. So while I'm like just staring with my mouth open, like gaping up at the universe, my boyfriend's like, oh, I'm going to get some water real quick do you want any and i'm like no no thank you and then he's just like um and then i like look down and he's on one knee and i'm like oh my god <laughs> i was shaking sorry my dog's automatic feeder is going off right now and the animals are scampering <laughs> but yeah i was like i couldn't talk for like a good 30 seconds i want to say i don't know it felt like fucking forever and i was like yes and then he's like, uh, do you want to actually like, see the ring? <laughs> so he had to like shine his flashlight on the ring for me to see it. So I said yes before I even saw the ring. <laughs> Did he say like, will you marry me type of thing? Yes. Cute. It was so cute. I'm happy for you guys. Thank you. It was such a good vacation too. I mean, we didn't even drink. That's where I know that I've met the person that I'm meant to be with. You know, like you can completely enjoy each other's company and you could be fine. You know, you don't need any kind of like lubricant to like talk to your person. Yeah. For sure. It was awesome. There, There's nothing like seeing a sunrise and a sunset on a Hawaiian island. Like it is. Oh, my God. I can't believe it took me till I'm almost like 30 years old before I actually got to go to Hawaii. Yeah. Who would never go to Hawaii? <laughs> I want to go. I don't know. It's so fucking expensive there. Ketchup is $7. What the fuck? Can I just say, what the fuck? To buy a bottle of ketchup? Yeah, just, uh, you know, what you would normally get for like, maybe, I don't know, like your cheap generic ketchup, like two bucks. No, this is like, sure. the cheap shit was like seven bucks. I'm like, absolutely not. I love how you just jump into ketchup. And of all the things, like all the, all the groceries, the ketchup is seven dollars. <laughs> okay. Everyone like compares like gasoline and milk and eggs and stuff and like dairy food. Just fucking... <laughs> Okay, well, in my defense, in my mind, I was going through like us picking like some groceries and snacks up from the store when we got in like our first night, fucking starving. So, you know, we're like walking around the grocery store and I'm just like, how the fuck is ketchup $7? At least we get like cola there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like if you're a visitor, like go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. Hopefully you saved up. I'm happy for you guys. I'm glad your dude tree is your dude. I am ecstatic. I also have other news, which I will all share to the spooky bitches after we after we're recording because it's fucking awesome but i don't think the internet's actually ready for that yet so yeah merry christmas i got a bong that i can now use and i got a heated blanket you're not pregnant are you no god no no Thank no god. i want right. to enjoy freedom for a little bit i've been like uh, all right we can keep talking yeah i was about to say I've been, no, i need to enjoy being a free woman for at least at least a couple years all right anyway we're uh we're just gonna be kind of tossing ideas about our wedding when eventually no dates yet so everyone who's like oh do you have a date nope not yet we're just we're still working on it just enjoying the moment right now put it on facebook yet yeah i did yeah are you giving me the finger with your tiny hands oh <laughs> i love these things so much <laughs> well on behalf of myself and everyone listening from dod we celebrate you and your engagement with the tree man and excited for you guys in the future mm, thank you everyone snaps for amanda 
And yes, I'm excited and ready for Ranger School story. Okay. Apparently there's some spooky stuff that happens there. Without further ado. Uh, this was sent in from a follower and a friend. And it's a titled Ranger School story. And I'm going to volunteer myself to read first. And then I'll popcorn Amanda when I hit a big word that I can't read. <laughs> <clears throat> you assume I can in my current state. Listen, college girl. <laughs> consider this part of your master's program. Okay. Boilermakers. <laughs> Go Boilermakers. <laughs> Tiny hands. Everyone who's been has a ranger school story or two. I doubt anyone else has a story like this one. I went to ranger school from March to May in 2007. Our buses pulled into Camp Merrill for mountain phase in the last week before the start of April. The classroom phase is pretty normal. False motivation, so the R-Rise will leave us alone for a few minutes. Not tying, repelling, blueberry pancakes, patrol base rehearsals, and rock drills in the large grass drop zone between the camp and the mountains. Question, what is a blueberry pancake? I, I really don't know. Okay. I feel like it's not breakfast, though. Yeah, I don't think that's breakfast. More to follow later. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> I want to know, though. Okay, hold on. <laughs> All through these first few days, afternoons hit about 75 and nights were down to mid-50s. For that close to the Tennessee Valley Divide, and at that time of the year, it was just about heaven. We step off for our first field exercise, and you guessed it, thick clouds rolled in out of nowhere. Temperatures plunged into the 40s. We pick up our pace just to stay warm, gaining elevation and stumbling over rocks and roots while balancing 100-pound rucksacks en route to our first mission, an ambush. The mission is a disaster. We fire our blanks at a civilian vehicle passing through the training area instead of the vehicle we've been told to look for in the op-board brief. Clearly we've been <laughs> clearly we've been paying attention. That fucking sucks. And more than the weight of the RIs, fury weighing down on us in the clouds, thick and gray, brooding, we know what's coming and when. It's in the air. The sun is inches from the horizon and we haven't been consolidated on the objective to prepare for movement on to our patrol base. We are finally getting in the order of movement to head out and then it comes. The first drop, then another. Just a sprinkle at first, but suddenly people are yelling. Equipment's getting lost. Nobody can find the map. All right, stand off to the side with their arms folded, waiting for us to get our acts together. Faces masks of marble. Doesn't matter how tough you are supposed to be, Nobody likes getting rained on when it's 42 degrees out. The fact that it's a self-inflicted wound born from our own ineptitude probably doesn't help. Popcorn, salty, kilo. Okay. Have you ever thought that you couldn't get any wetter, only to find out moments later another deeper, more profound level of misery exists? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Have you ever been out just like during like a training event and you just get caught in the rain? And it's so cold and so miserable. I'm sorry. I thought you were reading still. I, oh, no. I was catching up. I'm Googling uh, I'm Googling blueberry pancakes right now. <laughs> yeah, like... It, 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 that's the worst is the... I hate being cold. I am so... I'm a bitch. That is one way... I'm a nice person, but that is one way to get me to be an absolute see you next Tuesday is if I'm cold. Yeah. Being wet is one thing, and then being wet and cold is just... It really hot. is. That's why, like, in Colorado, it's not that bad when it's cold, because you guys don't have any humidity. You know, it's a dry cold, as opposed to somewhere, you know, here, or when it got really cold in Georgia, because it's all that humidity in the air, it's a wet cold. And that's what sucks. Yeah. And that's what hurts your face. That's why your face hurts in the middle of the winter in the Midwest, because the corn holds all of the moisture in the air, I'm blaming the corn. It's big corn. Big corn causes humidity. I said it. Corn girl. It could be after me. Big corn girl. Big corn's coming after the lotion companies for your dry skin. 
Okay. Have you ever said that a more profound level of misery exists? That's what, that's about, that's what every minute of the three or so hours it felt like between when we left the ambush and when we made it to what would become our patrol base for the night. We never actually made it to the planned site. Our eyes got the call for a lightning lockdown after two or three grueling stumbling kilometers and took over the movement, bringing us to a depression next to a tall round hill. I've lost sensation in my feet plenty of times during training, but this was the first time I've ever lost sensation in my thighs. Holy shit. Maybe this was the cold, wet pants scraping against my skin and desensitizing them with each step. Uh, whatever the case, I wasn't the only one stumbling. We're halfway into setting up the machine guns in our patrol base with just a scrap of fading light to go by when the RIs pull us out of this position and move us up to the top of the hill. Too dangerous, they tell us. Risk of a flash flood, they say. We found some kind of compromise halfway between drowning and electrocution that satisfies the risk management worksheet. <laughs> We have sodden rucksacks onto shoulders rubbed raw by cold, wet straps and amble the 50 or 100 meters to the top of the hill over the course of a half hour of slipping in the mud. I can't imagine anyone slept that night. I sure didn't. Constant winds, inky black to rival the ocean steps, driving rain that found its way inside the wet weather bags faster than it does during an obstacle, water obstacle training course or crossing. I pulled security, but between the soaked nods, pitch black, and constant shivering tremors, I couldn't see more than three inches in front of me. A brigade of Op 4 could have warmed up about seven feet away from me doing jumping jacks with reflective vests, and I never would have known. That's how you know someone is fucking cold and miserable. Facts. This sounds awful. This is terrible. When someone came to relieve me, the slap of their hand, indistinguishable from the slap of the thick sheets of rain, I trudged back to my rucksack in the patrol base and contemplated whether or not trying out for ranger school at the ranger school spot had been worth all the early morning PT sessions and ruck marches. I pulled my poncho out, draping it over my body and the rucksack as I lay crumpled against it, numb hip and legs, an inch of standing water, and my torso conforming to the ruck's shape. Maybe there's no new water falling on me, but every drop from the last five hours, feeling like it's trapped in the slick poncho with me it really didn't matter so he's cold <laughs> popcorn thought and thought is beginning now none of this so far has been a reason to write in with this story but that's coming you just need to understand how we get to that point for the rest of it to make sense the morning the first hints of sunlight i'm back on security and the rain finally starts to light up half an hour before dawn by the time the sun pokes above the horizon it's got to be in the high 30s Thick drops fall off of leaves and branches overhead and their irregular rhythm against puddles, bodies, rucks, and slicks of mud. The ranger instructors and docs come through to make sure nobody's hypothermic and hand out leadership roles for the day's mission. I got to do nothing. Ain't nobody. And thank God. I don't know if my brain could have handled any kind of serious responsibility or thought after that night we just had. So they keep me on perimeter security while platoon leadership falls back into the patrol base for planning. Fifteen minutes later and the sun is lending just enough heat and energy to the forest that a thick mist springs up in the span of a minute or two. It covered the hilltop to about three feet off the ground and was so thick that I could wave my hand through it and just watch the eddies roll behind my fingers. This was possibly the worst night of my life. I'm exhausted beyond measure, feeling I'll never get dry again. I'm hungry. I can barely see straight. I'm already up on a knee to keep from falling asleep. And that's when I see him and feel him. Off to my right, in the periphery, standing there facing me. I think it's an R.I., so I think to look to see what he wants. But when I do, the guy is gone. He blinks out, and the world feels warmer, and the sun looks like it's poking through the foliage just a little bit more than it had in moments earlier. So I turn back to pulling security. 
Pressure builds in my chest. Sounds fade out. The canopy dims, and he's back. Off to my right, a handful of steps, just staring at me. It's colder now, sure. But when I really pay attention, I can tell that it's only colder on that side of my body. I don't try to look directly at him this time. So I stand up and I do my best to pick up what I can in my periphery. He's not tall, probably half a head shorter than me. He's got a thick black mustache and a mop of curly black hair. His uniform is either dark gray or light blue. And although I can't make out every detail, I can see a row of shiny buttons running down the middle of his chest. It reminds me of the dress gray uniform I'd worn during my time at West Point. He drifts closer. I can't tell if he's taking a step or not, but I don't see his head bobble or anything. He's just closer. I can smell him now. The odor of wet wool starting to overpower the thick soup of petrol, moss, and soggy leaves that's wafting all around me in the mist. I don't know what to do. I've been snuck up on by Op 4 before. You feel burning shame in the middle of your chest and heat on the back of your neck. This is different though. This guy's not Op 4. Whatever or whoever he is, he's got different set of feeling radiating off him. Fear, confusion, cold, wariness, but not the kind you get from a night in the rain. His wariness is more persistent, settled into his bones and suffusing through his mind until he thrusts what's in front of his eyes, just about as much as I trust what's out of the corner of mine right now. He wants to talk. He wants to hear me say something, anything. I can feel it. A deep pull that tugs some primal force deep below my lungs. He's desperate to hear my voice. My lips are pulling apart and my vocal cords priming, even though my heart and my head are screaming for me to keep silent or call out contact for the rest of the patrol base to hear or anything else beside indulging in this feeling. I don't even know what I'm going to say before I start talking, but then my voice croaks. For the first time I've spoken in hours and words come out. Are you lost? I ask. Why did I ask that? Somehow, I know he wants to say. It's a shift in the air around me. Maybe not warmer, but fuller. Not brighter, but less blue and more yellow and the dim morning light. He's understood me. He wants to answer. Where's Corporal? I'm a big fan of sci-fi and fantasy, and that was not telepathy. It was something else. I didn't hear his voice in either an auditory or telepathic sense, but I knew that this was his answer. I felt it. A moment earlier, it didn't exist. A moment later, it burned in my short-term memory as something that I knew. But with no connection to an event like hearing or reading that had put this information where I found it, it was truly a something-from-nothing event that to this day gives me chills when I remember the sound of the voice that I never heard speak. Can I pause on that real quick? Yeah. Just So it kind of sounds like almost like deja vu, but different, you know? Like that feeling that kind of comes over you when you feel like you've been somewhere before or you've seen something before. That's probably almost a feeling of deja vu like he had heard it before, but it was immediately after the fact that it happened. He's like, oh, he had said that, you know? Yeah, I guess I could. I totally like when you say it like that, I feel understand like in that aspect. Yeah, like he said, like not that he had heard it. It's just that's what he recalled him saying. And then it just, yeah, like I said, washes over you like deja vu. Deja vu freaks me out. I feel like I got it a lot more when I was having a lot of like nightmares and stuff. It's deja vu is so strange. Yeah. But anyway. We're in this together. <laughs> and yes, I, ju- I just wear these randomly around the house. They're, they're part of me now. <laughs> My hands have hands. It was soft, but not quiet. Clear. Humble. Somewhere between an alto and a tenor. 
I know this because after graduated, I spent weeks trying to figure out who he was. Part of that was trying to place the voice, and when reading about linguistics and vocalizations, I found that right octave and range to place him into. Where's corporal? The words I hadn't heard echo again. I want to give him an answer, but I don't know any corporal. All of us are just ranger, or shithead, or a roster number. And the youngest R.I. has been a sergeant. Maybe there were a few specialists back in garrison, but I don't remember a corporal anywhere. So ask the most sensible question I can think of. Corporal who? There's a tap on my shoulder, the one on the side of my body opposite from where I saw the man with the mustache in dark gray. It's my replacement, come to pull security so I can eat my morning MRE. When I look back, the mustache man is gone. The weight of his presence dissolved. The mist is just more mist. The light once again, the dull gray I'd seen before he appeared. I can still feel his question rattling around my brain, but it's not connected to anything in the world around me anymore and feels suddenly wrong, misplaced, like a piece of mail delivered in the wrong box. My own wariness just back in from the long night of rain and cold and misery. And it's just at this point that I realized I hadn't felt any of those sensations while my guests had been around. I never saw him again. I looked for him every night. I tried to think a message for him to come back before passing out each night before eating my MRE. Popcorn, Amanda. Okay. After I graduated, I spent a month or two pouring through online forums and going through the library to try to figure out what I'd seen or who he'd been. I still have no idea, but I do have a theory. There are no major battles either in the Revolutionary or Civil War in that area where this occurred. Uh, Chickamauga is too far west in the Civil War. Cowpens was too far east during the Revolutionary War, but every war had its deserters along with soldiers who simply get lost during movement or on or after a battle. The man's uniform and the facial hair also say Civil War to me rather than Revolutionary War. Then there's the feeling that I got when he was around, confused, lost, alone. I think he was either a deserter or simply got turned around after a piss break and kept wandering, hoping to find the rest of his unit, looking for the corporal that he had reported to and who took care of him. I think he's wandering the Chattahoochee Oconee National Forest, looking for the rest of his squad or company or whatever he was part of, trying to find his friends and countrymen so that he could make it back home someday. Maybe he had a family. Maybe he had dreams and aspirations. I don't know. I think he's drawn to us to comrades in arms, to suffering. I think he can feel when we're truly miserable and alone. Oh my God, that's, oh, that gave me chills. I haven't read this far down. Oh, yeah, we talked about like residual energy. I mean, I feel like we bring it up every time we talk about ghosts and stuff, but like something to that magnitude, like that number of people who are that miserable, but that ghost, it's like a, kind of like a beacon almost. Oh, there's, there's something there. Brothers. Yeah, (laughs) It's like a moth, yeah. yeah. The moth theory. I'm like, I'm, I'm coining this term right now. The moth theory. There's a ton of residual energy, and if there's more energy that's able to kind of activate it, like a light, then the ghosts, the moths, will be drawn to the light and manifest. I like it. Boom! Trademark, trademark, trademark. TM, TM, TM. It's ours now. It's <laughs> the moth theory. That's what I'm gonna call it from now on. He said, "I've shared this story with a few close friends that I trust enough not to call me crazy right away." They tell me it's a hallucination and that people get hallucinations in ranger school all the time. Fair enough, that's possible. Only I had hallucinations too. I took a knee during a patrol because I could swear that the guy in front of me had stopped. After the fourth time, the guy behind me asked why I had stopped. He finally took me by the arm and walked me to the patrol base and told me to sleep. I saw animals running around in the swamp phase when there weren't any. I couldn't find my rifle when it was tied to my vest and I was dragging it through the leaves on the forest floor behind me. 
The man in the mustache was different. I didn't just see him, I could feel him. Brother, if you're still out there, I hope someday you find whoever and whatever it is that you're looking for. And that's the end. If you're listening. <laughs> Oof. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah, the ghost is listening. This is your moth light. Hashtag moth light. <laughs> yeah, I feel like most military paranormal stories are kind of waved off to like sleep deprivation mm-hmm. or medication. I mean, it's not all of us. Like, I think this gentleman, I, I enjoyed reading this, honestly. I feel like he did a pretty good job of delineating between reality and like whatever this actually was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like how he had said, I know that I was sleep deprived before because of I was seeing these things. And he's like, this was different. Like I could feel I could feel this. This was not, you know, something medically that could have caused me seeing this and feeling this presence. Right. That's cool. I don't know. I mean, I wonder if anybody else saw that mustache man from that group. My boyfriend when he was at SUT, there was this other guy who, when he had gone through ranger school, apparently had like a full-blown conversation with what looked like a um, Civil War era soldier. And it, he just wasn't there. Like kind of like same deal. Like the guy who came to relieve him was like, what? And yeah, just he just was conversating with a ghost for, he said, at least like 20 minutes, I think. So I don't know. I'm curious if like anybody else who's listening, who has been to ranger school, maybe has seen the mustached man, mustached man, men. There's lots of mustaches in the Civil War. Good mustaches, too. Not like what we have today, unfortunately. (laughs) I still don't understand that regulation, but... It's like preventative for you of a mustache. It's like, you want a mustache? Yeah, but within these perimeters, and it's here. It looks stupid. Clearly, I'm not doing that. Like, why would you do that? It's so dumb. Like, honestly, though, you guys probably could have gotten beards a while ago if there had been a push for it, like with all the scientific data backing up, like, you know, the ponytail thing. You guys could have gotten that. I guess somebody said like the G1 never received anything. I don't think we should have beards. I think there should be a beard council. Was it like the British Royal Navy does that? They have like a two week period, three week period to like grow it out and then present it in front of a board to see if the beard looks professional or not. And if they get the yay or nay, they could keep it or they have to shave it off. Hashtag no neck beards. Yeah, oh, dude. Even when I have like a good beard during leave, I always shave my neck <laughs> to the jawline. And so my boyfriend says, he's like, oh, I got to shave my neck beard. <laughs> I can't stand neck hair. Being how inclusive we are as like a military, I feel like I don't think we should have a I don't think we should have uh, facial hair in garrison. I think you should shave and look professional because mm-hmm. there is no need to have facial hair in garrison. There isn't. As much as, like, we'd love to just grow facial hair and not shave, you don't, I don't know, field work and deployments, especially, like, low-threat environments, like, if you have facial hair, or in the field where there's no threat Mm -hmm. of anything, I don't think you should have to shave your face, because that just becomes, you nick your face, it gets infected, hygiene, whatever, however you fucking want to word it. I think the whole, I'm sorry, I'm rambling now, the whole pro-mask thing and beard was like semi debunked yeah it's something like you had to have like vaseline on your beard to seal it or so or either you i don't know it was something weird regardless you could still seal a mask if it's like a scruff whatever in my opinion i really don't care as long as it doesn't look like trash and they're able to make it look professional and garrison i don't give a fuck in the field especially don't give a fuck if i'm waking up in the field or deployed my first thought is not 
okay, let's get the razor and shit out. Like, that should never be, like, my first thing. It shouldn't be the last thing before I go to bed either. Confession time. There's one thing that I always brought to the field with me. Actually, two things I should say. I would bring a shower mirror and I would bring tweezers because your bitch is a hairy girl. And I will get a unibrow, and I refuse to let people see me with their unibrows. So I would wake up in the morning when we're doing hygiene. I'm like plucking my unibrow hairs. While everyone's still asleep, you're just plucking your uni. I love having actual thick brows. I know that like a lot of other people would pay. Yeah, they they do pay money to get tattooed on eyebrows and shape them, make them look micro whatever the fuck that is. Microblading? Whatever. They pay good money for this. The cost of this is this never-ending unibrow. Like, it doesn't matter how many times I've waxed it, how many times I've threaded it, tweezed it, plucked it, doesn't matter. Unibrow. I'm off my soapbox about my unibrow now. We have to think about the unibrows, too. It's not just the beard people. (laughs) I mean, I could kind of let it go a little bit now that I have bangs. You're good. You can't even see your eyebrows. I know. I could let these things go a little bit. When they start propping my bangs up, then it's a problem. Let that unibrow out, girl. Let that unibrow grow. I'm going to look like that uh, that famous painting. Oh, what the fuck is it called? I feel so bad. Frida? Uh, I have no idea. The unibrow lady? No, it's just famous uh, u- the unibrow lady. Fuck am I? <laughs> the unibrow lady. Fre- Frida. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, the fuck up. I got to Google this shit. Unibrow. <laughs> Just type. <laughs> Wait. Oh, this lady. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's me. If I don't, <laughs> don't pluck my eyebrows. That's me in the field. Is she in dodgeball? You know what I'm talking about? What? No, that's not what I mean about saying. That'll be me. Too. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Have, can you see that? It looks just like her. It's not a lie, though. Yeah, I can't. I see it. Oh, my God. No. That's the truth, though. With great brows comes great responsibility. You gotta keep this shit under control. She was one of the best in dodgeball, man. No. Oh, my God. It was that fucking pe- you in a brow painting lady. What? No way that's her. Yeah. Oh, my God. Frida. No. Frida Kahlo unibrow. Yeah. I, 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 found, I found that woman. But then the girl from Dodgeball popped up with the unibrow who throws really hard. Oh, okay. But now I'm like, I can't believe this is the person that actually played it. <laughs> you know the blonde mom from uh, from Charlie and Chocolate Factory? The, his Her daughter turned blue. That's her? Yeah. That's her? What I know. Fuck? That's I'm like, what? No, there's no fucking way. No. I You're swear. You're shitting me. Hold up. <laughs> Missy Pyle's her name. <laughs> M-I-S-S-I-P-Y-L-E. M-I-S-S-Y-P-Y-L-E. No fucking way. That's hilarious. This is the biggest find of, of this podcast, I think. How do you, like... Phenomenal. Please rate us, like, five stars. How do you even get casted for that role? Whatever. I don't know. I... I don't know. Just gotta... Oh, what the fuck? Oh. Sorry, I sent a picture of my dog to my mom and she had texted me back. Oh my god, hold on, you gotta look at Daisy right now. This is absolutely ridiculous. Oh yeah, she's a cozy girl. Daisy. She's way too, way too comfortable on this couch. We gave her a bath the other day. She started, yeah, I'm talking about you. She about rolled off the couch. Yeah, gave her a bath, dog hair everywhere. I've become my mom. Do you realize how many vacuums I have? I have way too many for someone my age. I have 
I have six vacuums. What? I'm not exaggerating. I have a car vacuum. I've got a shop vacuum. I've got a different shop vacuum. I've got <laughs> cordless vacuum, the pet hair vacuum. I have a problem. I was thinking maybe two, but Jesus Christ. Lord. There's so much pet hair. There's so much. But you have one dog and two cats? I know, but it's her hair. Like, literally, I... We were on, we were, we were out at that lookout, like the next day to go get a picture, like, cause we didn't have our picture taken when he popped the question. I'm like, on my shirt, I have a daisy hair clump. And I'm like, well, I'm just going like, to kind of ceremoniously let it go on top of this lookout. Did you end up getting like a good picture? Yeah, we did. I'll, I'll send it to you, but it's so beautiful. Hawaii is so beautiful. And we stayed on the same island as the one from Lilo and Stitch. Oh, fun. Yeah, we went to her hometown, Hanapepe. I'm glad. I know you like this. I love it. It's so perfect. Uh, except for our flight getting canceled and we had to pay like $700 a ticket to fly back. But whatever. Everything's fine. That's like the one thing is getting there. Such a fucking, especially when you have kids, it's like a, a fucking ordeal. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this was flying back. Flying back home. Our flight got canceled and we had to like book another one. But flying, yes, in general. Were you one of those Southwest people? That got canceled? No. Oh, fuck. Thank God. No, it was Alaskan Airlines, and they canceled every single flight. And for some reason, nobody else canceled on our on their way to Seattle. So we had to buy a Delta ticket for 750 some odd dollars And just, we got a refund for Alaskan and fucking meal vouchers. So got a Starbucks drink and a sandwich, courtesy of Alaskan Airlines. Thanks, guys. Thanks good alaskan airlines plug i hate it i hate everything just fill the fucking train build the train build it fuck the wall build the train i like flying but i love i love driving i love trains when i lived at home i'd train and subway around but like i've been on a train in a fucking long time there's a train that goes to uh denver when my grandparents were alive when i was growing up we took a sleeper train from iowa to colorado it was amazing we just fell asleep woke up had breakfast Watched, you know, the scenery go by, and we're in Denver. I don't want to go to Iowa, though. <laughs> well, I don't know where else you could go on that sleeper train. Is that my option? Just fucking Iowa? <laughs> that's your that's your only option. You have to go to Osceola, Iowa. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry about you. <laughs> the people are friendly. <laughs> During leave, my flight home was canceled because of this huge winter storm we had when y'all were away. Like, impulsively, I was like, I w- can't wait. I want to go home and see family. So I just started driving. In my Jeep. I was like, fuck it. I'm leaving. Just fill it up and start driving east. And it was negative 13 degrees still when I got to Kansas. When the sun was going down. And it was only getting lower. And my engine temperature dropped below cold. Engine, like battery, light came on everything. And at this point, I couldn't feel my feet or my legs. There's zero insulation in my Jeep. It's a soft top. It was It was honestly... Did you see a Civil War ghost out of the corner of your eye? <laughs> yeah, with a mustache. <laughs> the mustache man. He's back. And that was like three hours into the drive of 25. And I, like, I had to like bite my lip and like my ego and like turn around, which I feel like a complete pussy for doing. And had to like reschedule my flight. But it was... It fucking sucked. It's cold. It was cold as fuck. It's a good thing you turned around, though. I know it was. If you had kept going, that would have been bad news. And I did no tolls either. No, that would have not been a good day. Nobody would like that. It was no, it was no tolls. 
It was single lane road in the middle, cutting the country in half till pretty much Philly. And nobody was out there, especially at night. And if my car stopped working, I was already cold enough when it, it was running. Probably would have lost my fucking legs. I was, I was so cold. I had my whoopee wrapped around my blankets. A flannel wrapped around my left foot. It, I don't know. Oh, Hubert Mustache the Third paying you a visit. We're like, go, brother. It is cold here. <laughs> Turn around, my brother. <laughs> brother, the light, the light. <laughs> Misery loves company. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I, you and I had for the the story and our random ramble, rambling, rambling, rambling. Though thought we did want to introduce our next episode. Uh, following this and i've never heard of this i mean i think i've seen it on your stories but i just like didn't really pay that much attention to it but i'm just gonna let you take it away with with what we're gonna be talking about next episode so the crab people right so this is a segue into the next topic which should be popular i don't get it i don't understand there's a word behind it if you look up like the actual definition essentially it's like if it's what these people are experiencing but i don't think it is it's like severely like double jointed and like uh, some incest related things. What the fuck? But what? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold up. What? Have you seen pictures before? I didn't. I don't. Oh, my God. You're going to have to wait till next weekend then because I'm not going to show you. But a lot of uh, service members, uh, United States and other like NATO allies, have seen, especially in Afghanistan, uh, men and women essentially crawl almost like animals, like a like a dog or a crab. Uh, and like crab people is the word that comes up the most. Like the way like their joints move, like kind of like clip cloppy uh, and how like their heads are oriented. They'll like appear and then they'll like hastily like run away when spotted. But they won't necessarily be shy either. They're not like apparitions were like here i am goodbye Whoosh. like mustache man it's like have they been interviewed <laughs> excuse me <laughs> like a street interview i'm uh, amongst like the other like natives like that live in the town or the area like they're a known thing they're not like surprised when they see crab person scurry along the rocks of kandahar what but yeah that it's a yeah okay Okay, I'm, and I've heard a lot of things. This is a first. And maybe it's because I'm pretty naive when it comes to like, I don't say naive, but pretty like not that observational of things and like what people are talking about around me, kind of like keeping to myself. So maybe people did talk about this and I just wasn't paying attention, but I've literally never heard about this before. Here's one story. It's the first one in my stories of stories. Uh, from 2002 to 2004, when I was with the 82nd, I was on tower guard, and I don't remember what base, but there was a brush tree line 100 to 200 meters away. A local comes crab walking out on all fours, screaming and contorting their body, sticking its tongue out, etc. I just watched it for two minutes before it vanished back into the woods. What the fuck, dude? No. There's a bunch of them. Immediately no. Immediately no. You ever seen that South Park with the crab people? Crab people. Crab. <laughs> They're just crabs. Well, I can't wait to get into crab people. I won't do any research. I will go into this blind. You just, whatever you got, send it to me before we record next, and I, I will learn about the crab people. I'll come back with some more ammo next weekend. All right. Well, to our listeners, thank you for 
listening to us uh, for the past, what was it, six months since we started this? Seven months? Shit. Yeah. Time's a flying. Six months? Yeah, it was it was about the summertime. Yeah. No, but we appreciate you guys like sticking through with us. It was kind of, it was really cool seeing the Spotify rap stats. That was cool. Yeah. So we appreciate you. And yeah, just continue to write to us. We love to read your stuff. And if you got a good one like this guy, holy crap, Mr. I'm trying to think of a famous author right now, Ernest Hemingway. <laughs> yep. Old Ernie here. <laughs> like Mr. Ernie here. Send it in. Mr. Ernie here. <laughs> Even if it's like a short story, like we can just read it and talk about it. It's not yeah. not it's not that deep. Yeah. Even if it's hamster related, we'll take it. Yeah, even if your hamster died a horrific death and you want to process that trauma. This is the place. <laughs> we'll laugh at it, but like Yeah. You cannot laugh at it. Come on. We can't not. This is the place. this is the place to really just vent. <laughs> Vent, you know, this is this will be the added business venture of uh, Snowflakes, our, our new barber shop. Snowflakes for the trauma-driven. TM, TM, TM. <laughs> you have to kind of, like, laugh and also want to, like, actually do something about it at the same time, too. So we're not bad people. You can laugh at dark shit. It's fine. I have so many inventions right now. Like, I have to, like, really... Not inventions, but, like... S- yeah, come on, Mr. LLC. <laughs> Stuff I need to, like, act on. Like this one. How hard is it to open it up? Like, here's our title, and then he's going to find, like, patient barbers that will cut people's hair. Exactly. We'll talk about that one. I don't know how to cut hair, but I'm, I'm good at coming up with ideas. No, we're not. Yeah. What, what, what the fuck does the CEO say? We'll circle back on that. I don't know. Um, yeah, you can email us at departmentofthedead2022 at gmail.com. You can follow us at our Instagram page, department underscore underscore, all the underscores, department of the dead. There's underscores in the spaces. And you can follow me, Salt Tequilo. A lot of us cats and dogs. Thought, where can they find you? Not underscore A underscore J T A C. And you'll find less cats there, but mainly frogs. <laughs> I loved that one. I found the Kermit singing. <laughs> I don't even like frogs. I really... Now you do. It's your personality now. I guess so. People, like, send me, like, frog. Like, literally, like, frog <laughs> shit showing up in the mail. I'm like, like, this is this is who I am now, I guess. <laughs> Just gotta go with it. <laughs> I be frogging. I be frogging. I do a little frogging. As always, we appreciate you guys. Uh, so rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, and we'll see you uh, next week to talk about... Crap, people. About to get schooled. <laughs> you gotta do this reset. You gotta do it with a bunch of tiny hands. Hey, you're in the right place for it. I'll get some more this week. I'll put on every finger. <laughs> All right. It was nice seeing you. Congrats again on your engagement with a tree. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm gonna go reheat some leftovers from last night and watch. Oh, I gotta watch Knives Out. Watch Glass Onion, folks. Glass Onion's before Knives Out, right? I don't think it really matters which which order you watch it in. Apparently, Knives Out was first, but it doesn't require any storyline. Okay, I'm on it. Shishi. Bye. Bye. <laughs>